Hey, what is up, everybody? This is A Mets. I'm here with B Pimp, and this is the Whiskey Sessions Podcast, episode 74. B Pimp, what is up with you? I'm just out here watching 90 Day Fiance and drinking whiskey. So, what is the premise of 90 Day Fiance? I've heard somebody else who watches that before. It's a, a reality show on TLC where people that need K-1 visas to get their fiancé into the country, they have 90 days to get married on it. So they track that whole process. Oh, so, hmm. I didn't think it had to do with the visas. Is it? Well, I think that's why they, I think that's why they, uh, that's like who they target for the show. I don't know oh, that okay. it is. Yeah. Do they give any kind of prize if it happens outside of, uh, visas <laughs> i haven't actually finished they're so long like the ep- they're tracking like 10 couples so the episodes are bloated and terribly edited and long and awful but so entertaining and they can't stop watching them so it sounds like a normal tlc show yeah pretty much okay great uh well we have an excellent episode uh for our listeners uh first of all of course we're talking about whiskey we are the whiskey sessions uh but as everybody is aware the holiday season is coming up and both B Pimp and I uh, are going to be talking about our top five Christmas gifts uh, that we've ever received. Certainly not given. Um, that's a, another list for another day. Uh, but before we start, B Pimp, you were in Madison over the weekend and you tried some delicious, delicious whiskey. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes, I went to um, J. Henry and Sons Distillery, um, which is in Dane, Wisconsin. Ooh. Um, it was quite an experience. We got to sit in the, um, they have like a tasting room and the wife of the J Henry from the J Henry and sons. Um, she, she helped us and like took us through their three different products that they have, gave us the whole history of how they started the distillery, which was interesting. Cause he's a seed. He raises uh, seed corn and then just decided about 10 years ago, Hey, I want to make bourbon. And they do it all with locally sourced products so they can call it a Wisconsin straight bourbon because I learned that if it's got the state in the title, that means all the ingredients in it came from that state. Oh, I did not realize that. Yep. They grow everything at the farm except for the barley is, is brought in from another place in Wisconsin. But So they're able to call it a wisconsin straight bourbon if they made the barley at the distillery they could call it in a state bourbon oh which apparently is pretty fancy is that something that they're shooting for no i think from what they described they said that the the process to get the barley ready doesn't fit in with like what they have available so it's just easier for them to get it brought in so i think they're just happy with having it called wisconsin straight bourbon whiskey but um, it was beautiful. It was like a really nice farm. Um, and the room, the tasting room was nice. They have three different bourbons. I bought one of the three. Um, should we just go right into that or? Yes, please. Uh, our listeners are waited on bated breath to see what the specific whiskey you're going to be trying. I've been showing you this bottle on our video. I don't know how well you can actually see anything, but pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. The, it says aged five years. Um, they only started in 2010, so they had to wait five years before they had any product. So they didn't how, know. How could a company even like afford to do that? <laughs> well, they make they, this is not like their main. They make seed corn, so like for everything. Oh, so they, okay. 
this was like on top of their normal day to day, but they explained that they're, they're on limited supply now because they didn't know how good this would be. So they mm-hmm. just kept making, he made like a hundred bottles a year or barrels a year, which is not a lot compared to like mass produced whiskey. And he just kept doing it each year. And then when they got to 2015 and the first stuff was ready, it won all these awards. So he's like, okay, we're doing something right. Now I have to make more, but they're, they're not caught up yet. So a it's victim like, of their own success. Pretty much. Um, it's this one is Patton road reserve. It was the um, second one we tasted and they also had a small batch and another one that was um, like a reserve type, uh, not Patton road. It had, I'm blanking on the name. I have a picture somewhere, but uh, this was my favorite. It is um, actually pretty strong. It's cask strength. So it's 59% alcohol by volume or 118 proof. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty I, strong. <laughs> I would have to review all of our episodes, but if I'm not mistaken, that's probably the strongest whiskey we've tried. I think it might be. I don't know that we've had any, because I know that there's a couple that I've seen that have a higher proof on them, but I don't think I've had them. Yes. All and right. It's, it's barrel number 453, which we got to go in the, it's called a Rick house where they keep all the barrels. We got to go in and see it. Like see, we saw the barrels that produce this actual bourbon. Um, this was the San Francisco World Spirits Competition 2017 Double Gold Award. Oh, one in San Francisco, too. Yep. I'm glad to hear it. So I'm going to open this bad boy up. We learned about how to properly smell the whiskey before you drink it. We learned what happens when you put a little bit of water in whiskey. Like all these little nuances that I probably should have known a long time ago, but I didn't. I see. I wonder, you know, it, we both know people that brew beer. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, pretty common for, you know, guys to just try to brew beer. How hard would it be? Do you think to make your own whiskey? They actually talked about that. They said the basic science of it is not hard at all. Um, like the basic process of getting the corn and the mash and the barley and like distilling it down, getting the, what comes off the still, which is like a, like a moonshine, you know, that you see sometimes it's like, looks like vodka. It's just (laughs) completely clear. Um, The hard part is when you put it in the barrel, knowing what type of barrel to get, how do you want the inside charred so that you get the type of flavor you want? And how do you mix the, a bourbon has to be 51% corn to qualify as a bourbon. So how do you mix the other 49% with your, like your other ingredients, like to keep oh. flavors? That's what it's it another is. fun fact. I didn't know it had to be 51% corn to be considered a bourbon. Yep. We're I learning like, a lot of whiskey things on the whiskey sessions today. I had my notes out on my phone while she was telling us all this stuff. I probably looked like a weirdo. <laughs> I was taking notes. I, I, at some point, we should try to make our own whiskey. The whiskey session's whiskey. Oh, my God. Why haven't we done that? Uh, I don't know, but I, I think we definitely should. That would be – then we could, review, we could review it, and hopefully our own whiskey would get on the smooth train. Yeah. All right. But speaking of which, we got to know if this is smooth, uh, i.e. should go on the smooth train, or does it get the boot? Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to give a little, my little last notes that I learned, which was 
when you smell, you can tell that there's a difference between your mouth being open or closed, which I didn't know. And you get a different scent from it. If you put a little bit of water in, it'll smell different. And if you smell it at the front or the back of the glass, it smells different. Mm, Why does a little bit of water change the smell complexion? It it dilutes it slightly and it opens it. They call it uh, opening up the nose, quote unquote, is what they call it in bourbon um, tasting. And she, the funniest part was they have a person who does, who's their expert that tastes and smells all their bourbons. And she flies in from California once a year to like sample every one of their barrels. And I was like, that's got to be a fun day. And she's like, yeah, you're supposed to spit it out, but we usually drink a lot. Of it. So <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of interesting little nuggets, but this one, the character of this one is very spicy, um, like a rye. So when we were tasting them at the distillery, the first thing I noticed was the first one was a, a small batch that was just very smooth. Mm-hmm. And this one was very like very spicy as soon as you take a a whiff of it you could tell it smells like a rye um and it is you know with that alcohol with the 59 percent alcohol by volume it's very very uh that's high in alcohol for a bourbon i think the limit that it can go to is 120 so they're like two away from the max yeah um so it's got a lot of that character to it also but it is I mean, I've I've spoiled my any suspense about smoother getting the boot, but I mean, it is definitely 100% on the smooth train. 100%. Um, yeah, it's it's one of it's maybe one of the best ones I've had. I, I would say, um, especially being that that potent, like that high in alcohol, it's just there's no the taste is just so pleasant. Um, and it really warm. It like it has nice mouthfeel. I learned what that means finally too. It's what what it leaves on your lips um, when you sip it. So some will be some have none because there there's not a lot of character to it. And then the ones that have good mouthfeel, you almost feel like a, a little coating on your lips from the oh. resins. Hi, this podcast is turning into a serious whiskey expert podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I don't know. I got to try to remember this stuff. And then when we try other ones, try to like where I, I can like remember this right now because I was just there. But then when we try another one, like I usually just get caught up in like, oh, this tastes like XYZ other whiskey I've had. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to like, like some people can just like taste it. And like, oh, I taste a little anise or there's a little <laughs> vanilla or cloves. I'm like, I don't know. It's, you know, like it just tastes really good. Just do what I do. What do I say? I... I describe every whiskey as if it has like a tinny aftertaste or not. Yeah. I mean, that's so you important. just say every time, like, uh, I don't detect notes of anise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tasting any cloves. Any no anise. cloves in this batch. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's, I highly recommend if anybody's in the Madison area, it was not a long drive to get to Dane, Wisconsin and go visit the J Henry and sons distillery. It's hard to get a bottle of this because they're, supplies are limited because they have to catch up to the demand so do they distribute anywhere or do you have to go to j henry they do apparently distribute limit in a very limited quantity but right now they're they're like not even doing that because they have they basically have just just what is left you know because they said that they're one of the sons of j henry and sons recently became like their sales manager and went out and sold a lot and so they're kind of like 
they just have it at the distillery. So if you mm-hmm. do the tasting, you can get a bottle. Okay. I like it. Uh, everybody go visit Jay Henry out in Dane, Wisconsin. 59% alcohol by volume. Uh, and that it could be that alcoholic and still be on the smooth train. That's it's awesome. great. It's a, it's a, it's, I was told before we went there that it was going to be a very good um, experience because all of their whiskeys are good, but it even exceeded that. It's, it's very excellent. Good to know. All right. We got to get to our top five list. Uh, we are talking about, it is the Christmas season, the holiday season. Everybody, it's mid to late December when you're listening to this. Uh, and everybody's getting in the spirit. So we're talking about our top five Christmas gifts that we have ever received. My list was pretty hard to put together. One, because I can't remember a lot of them, but maybe I only remembered the most impactful ones. So I think that was okay. Yeah, I had the same issue. Yeah, sometimes I had a dif- difficulty remembering if a gift was a Christmas gift or not. But yeah. then I'm realizing a lot of them probably are. Yeah, I didn't get, I don't, I maybe would get like one thing each year for my birthday or something, but I don't remember getting much yeah. outside of Christmas. All right. So without further ado, let's get into it. These are our top five Christmas gifts. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right. Be pimp. Why don't you tell the folks at home, what's your number five Christmas gift? My number five is kind of a strange one, but I really liked this gift. It was um, our basketball team in grade school. Uh, we were kind of like a good team, and we got to seventh grade with a chance to like win the whole um, South Suburban Catholic Conference, whatever championship. So the our, South Suburban Catholic Conference. You got it exactly. Yeah. So our all the parents of the kids on the team got us um, these really fancy like shiny green because our colors were green and gold. So they got like custom made warmups and they were like super shiny, like snap pants and like really nice uh, tops to go with them. It was almost like, it just like, I remember as a kid, I was like, Oh, this is like, nobody else had that, you know, like none of the other teams were playing. So middle school, no, it made us look like, Oh, what, what is this team doing? And I had legitimate gear. I had my Horace Grant goggles and my fancy warmups and it was putting uh, fear in the hearts of the other teams. Oh, I'm sure. No, that's awesome. Plus, you guys had a good color scheme. Green and gold. Can't argue with that. Exactly. All right. My number five is uh, a keyboard I still use, though it's definitely seen better days in terms of damage. Uh, but I got a, uh, in high school, I got a Yamaha S80 keyboard. So it's a full 88 keys uh, and weighted keys, which is key. Um, but that was definitely my number five. I've used it to for numerous beats and songs uh too many to count really and has stuck with me uh which i still have to unpack it in this new house but um yeah great gift what are the weighted keys what's the what does that give you so it, it gives you a feel that it is a little more like an actual piano oh okay um, like some like cheaper keyboards not even necessarily cheaper keyboards but just some keyboards in general are like you play them they have like no uh well, no weight to them. Um, and so they just kind of don't play the same. And, and sometimes it's hard to explain too, because if you are a piano player, like I, I get really uppity about how good a keyboard is. 
Is this like the resistance it gives your finger when you're okay? I got it. Yeah, I yeah. get what you mean then. So I won't play any like random Casio, but I mean, still nothing is as good as a piano. Like it can never be. And I definitely want to get a piano, hopefully within the next few weeks. Uh, mm. I just have to find a piano and then get some movers to do it. Because even a wall piano or a stand up piano uh, or an upright piano, whatever you want to call it, weighs like 800 pounds. Wow. So I'm not doing that on my own. No. Don't blame you. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number five keyboard. That's a good one. What's your number four? My number four is something that broke within about two hours of me opening it. (laughs) But those two hours were so great that I still have it on the list. It was, I'm not even 100% certain if this was the name of it, but I couldn't find evidence either way. I think it was 1992. Okay. And I got a toy gun i think it was called the eliminator and it was one of those guns where it would, like, it would like turn into seven different things it had all these lights and sounds and like little doodads and things and i was obsessed with like transformers and stuff like that so to mm. me it was the greatest thing ever i was probably annoying everyone because it was loud and i would just run around and be like shooting people with this obnoxious gun but it broke within two hours so what did it shoot it didn't actually shoot anything. It wasn't like a Nerf gun. It was just like a light gun, but it was like <laughs> huge and it had so many things you could do with it. I was obsessed with it for two hours and then it somehow broke. I don't know what happened. I just remember freaking out and my dad was like, that was, he, he like, I don't know how he, he probably told me this later because he wouldn't have said that he got it at the time, but he was like, yeah, that's it because I guess they were like sold out like crazy that year so it was like not huh. a realistic way to get it replaced it was just like that's it you had it for two hours and i was like <laughs> oh what <laughs> that's funny well i'm glad it still made your list yeah it was pretty great huh all right my number four is uh my sean kemp autographed jersey is this a framed thing yes so we still have to hang it here i'm trying to think where it is uh, it's somewhere around. We haven't hung like anything in this house yet, but it's going to go in a prominent location. It's got to probably in this room, um, but it's, I've had it with me like everywhere I've moved pretty much to. Uh, it's maybe the bane of Maggie's existence because the frame is this is like, it's an ugly frame. It's like humongous. It's kind of gold. I think it almost has like some sparkles in it too. It's like a horrible frame, but, and it's a big Jersey. I mean, Sean Kemp was a big guy. Uh, yeah, so, he, needed a, he needed a lot of Jersey. Yeah. So it's, uh, but it's, it's a good signature. It's a sweet Jersey. I never want to get rid of it. Where was it hanging in your last place in Chicago? Was that in the room with the computer in the. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. I remember that then. That's an awesome thing to have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. What is your number three? Around the same time as um, the Eliminator I got, I don't think it was the same year, but I got a Lego airport. Whoa. Um, and I remember it was like a huge Lego set. Like it had, it had tons of pieces. It had like a full airport. It had one of those green, um, like a giant green board that you set everything up on, like you built from that had like uh, roads, you know, decals on it. So you could like move a plane from the hangar to the runway and stuff. It was like really intense and I loved Legos. So that one stuck, stuck out for me. I realized like Legos 
I got Legos occasionally, not that often. I didn't, I don't think I asked for them too much. I did like Legos as a concept, but as, for like strict instructions for building things, I didn't like Legos as much. And I'm realizing this, especially later in life, I just don't like following directions or I have difficulty doing it. I don't know. I put together this Ikea daybed that people already suggest is supposed to take two to three hours to do. It took me like all freaking day. I was <laughs> so slow at it. I don't think that's your fault. I've, anytime I've ever tried to put anything together from Ikea, it has turned into like almost a fight between me and Lisa because we just, there'll be inevitably one part where the directions don't make sense or the item doesn't cooperate and it, you have to like turn it a certain way. I'm just like, I, this, this, somebody made a mistake and you get stuck. Mm-hmm. Or like, I like managed to strip one of the screws yeah immediately which wasn't my fault they they provide it's not even like uh i use a screwdriver for it it's like i use an allen wrench and somehow the allen wrench that they provide messed up their screw like you designed this for this but yeah uh, you're drunk yeah exactly luckily you don't have to like use an allen wrench for any legos that i recall yeah no i but i loved that was that's funny because that was my favorite part of legos was like getting all the pieces organized and then like do it step by step. And like, I have a real, I I've, have a few sets and I've done them in the last like few years and I still do it the same way. You like move all the stuff to piles that are color coded. Then when you have your step, you get all the pieces you need for that step and then you put them on. It's like a whole process. I, I like it. Maggie kind of goes through like a process like that when she's doing a puzzle. Like yeah. you organize all the corner and edge pieces in one area. Yep. And then start from there. It is. There's something relaxing about it. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that. Just somehow has not been my bag. But it does make me like excited with our daughter. Hopefully she likes building stuff. But to play with those kind of toys again. Yeah. You get to see like what's, what's the hot items now. I know. <laughs> um, probably be expensive, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number three was my first stereo. So this was maybe 95, I want to say 1995, possibly 96. Um, I bet it was the Christmas of 95 going into 96. But it was not only did I get the stereo, but I got three CDs. For the life of me, I can't remember what the third one was, but the first two were the first two presidents of the United States of America albums. So... Uh, I played that. The stereo had, uh, it was like not even that big of a stereo. It had a CD player up top, kind of like two speakers on the sides, uh, and then a tape deck that you could record from the CD into the tape deck. So I could make my mixtapes that way as well, which was awesome. Yeah. Do you remember what brand it was? Uh, I think it was Sony. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'd have to, I, I feel like it was something. It wasn't big, but it was I mean, big enough. I wasn't like trying to like deafen myself. You weren't trying to rattle all the walls of your house. No, especially with the kind of music I listen to. It's not like <laughs> I was dropping the like bass on it. <laughs> That's awesome that you get the presidents though. CDs oh yeah. That. No, huge presidents fan. Yeah. Um, I had no idea at the time, like, 
I know now, like the presidents, they had Lump and they had Peaches and those were their two big songs. And like nationally, that's all anybody knows. Right. Um, but I like had their first album, which had both of those songs on it. And their second, not knowing that their second album was like not nearly as successful as the first, but thinking like, oh, this is just as good. And I thought it was like without having any sense. I like that. That's that just shows you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Well, they're awesome. They're great to see live too. All right. Uh, who, what is your number two? My number two is uh, I got the white tiger Zord from Power Rangers. Whoa. Which was pretty big time. I remember being very excited about that. That is I a big st- deal. I still have uh, the Power Rangers stuff that I had is at my parents' house, and it's like not in great shape because they had some water come into the basement. So I think some stuff got like damaged. Mm-hmm. But it's like that I just see it and I'm like, now it doesn't scratch the same itch as it did when I was a kid. But like that was just because I watched that show obsessively. I loved it. And I was like, oh, I get to like actually play with this toy that looks just like what they're doing on this crazy show. Like it was so exciting. I also, I don't think I had any idea until you told me that the action scenes on that show were actually recorded from like an older Japanese show. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It was all just, they took the footage from that show and then they, the only things that were new were the, when you saw the actors, like the teen actors that they got from America. To play the parts that was the only new stuff that's insane and it doesn't i mean it makes sense now if i go back and watch them like oh yeah this all looks completely different none of them look anything like the size they should look like <laughs> but as a kid you're just like okay great like they're in costume who cares yeah weird what's your number two all right my number two is this is a really early gift i got from maggie maybe like one of the first christmases we were together i'm not sure but early on and it was like a specialty made lyric notebook. Um, and I'm trying to think what lyrics I actually ended up putting in it. I think there's some like 8090 lyrics or something like that. Uh, but it's, she just like cut and paste the cover, like a guitar and a few like words from magazines. And it was just very thoughtful, but also just like totally unexpected. Yeah, that's really so, nice. It was, yeah, of all, like, I'm bad at remembering Christmas gifts, especially anything from the last, like, 20 years, because, you know, stuff when you're a kid, a young kid, like, sticks with you. Um, and anymore, we, like, barely do Christmas gifts. But Yeah, it's become, it's dying out. Yeah, but, like, that was when I'll, I definitely remember. Yeah, that's a nice gift. All right, we are down to it. What is your number one? This is, I have to piggyback off what you just said because I have gotten some great gifts like as an adult, but like the, you, these are all from when I'm a kid just because, not because the gifts I get now aren't good. It's just like you, I used to get so amped for Christmas that I couldn't sleep. And mm-hmm. I was like, it just was like such a great thing when you were a kid. And the best gift I ever got, there's a picture of me op- after I opened this, I was jumping just up and down. I had like a bowl cut. So my hair was like flopping and there's a picture taken (laughs) where my hair is like, I had straight hair as a kid. It was completely like elevated. I looked insane, but it was because I had just opened a Sega Genesis. Holy shit. This I'll be honest. It's not a double dip. It might as well be a double dip. Oh, I think I know. Okay. I I don't want to spoil what yours is, but I think I know what it is. Well, no, I like what, what went through your head getting that Sega Genesis? I just, 
I was so excited because it was like, it was, I had a Nintendo as a really little kid and I played Mario. I had like two or three games. I had like Pac-Man and Mario, but as I already knew I loved video games. So that I think I was six, maybe when I got the Sega Genesis, even as a six year old, I was like, Oh, I could play. Like, I think at the, the first game that came out, like everybody wanted Sonic, of course, Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog. but then there was already like mortal Kombat was coming out. Like all these games that everybody was talking about. And it was just like, Oh, now I can play these games and like get all the, you know, strategy guides and like get all the codes and game genie and like it just opens up the whole world of like now i can play this stuff god game genie was great yeah i love that it was just like an actual cartridge that then you put into the thing and then you put the cartridge on top of that i know it's that's amazing i want to know like more about what that technology was because i it doesn't make sense to me like it just (laughs) passed through this thing like i don't know yeah it's sweet though uh my number one is same generation of video game systems, but uh, the Nintendo one is Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which I got from my brother, which is what made it even more unexpected. Um, one that he somehow got the cash for a Super Nintendo is, I have no idea how that worked. Because he probably would have been like 12 or 13. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. But uh, no, I remember it, it was like during his phase of sleeping through everything. So I think he was asleep when I opened it and I like ran downstairs because he slept in the basement um, and like jumped on his bed. <laughs> uh, but great gift. And yeah, the, the games like, well, my brother played it too. So I think it's, he half didn't mind that he got it for me. Uh, but <laughs> uh, like Zelda, A Link to the Past, Mario Kart and um street fighter 2 uh i think no it was it was not just regular street fighter 2 it was super street fighter 2 turbo or something like that yes um but yeah great system first system i ever had it was a i was so happy when i got it and it was like not at all expected that's that those are the best that's why i like i did not think that i would get Sega Genesis because I was just like no that's too expensive that's not something I could get like or even if I didn't know about expensive yet or that concept I was just like there's no way I'll get it and then when you open it and you're like what like I could play all I could play a turtle champions now on Sega Genesis how exciting also my parents were pissed that was the best part about it because they did not want me to have video games I don't think especially oh yeah Uh, so but they couldn't, like, take it away from me at that point. Nope. Once you had it, it was yours. How did you yeah. get the games then? You had to buy all the games? Well, at that point, it was kind of like the dam was broken. Uh, so I think I, like, I got a couple games for Christmas. Oh, okay. Then, um, at that point, I think my mom would give me games sometimes. Nice. But, yeah. That That's was funny that we're on opposite sides of the same coin there. The Genesis and Super Nintendo, the competitors. Uh, it's yeah, super weird that you like just like the wrong system growing up. I know what was wrong with me, and then I never, <laughs> and then I ruined it because I wanted Super Nintendo, but I couldn't. Like I, I got Genesis. I'm not gonna get both. What kind yeah. of kid gets both? But a crazy kid. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was the kids in our class that had both. It was like, what? What are you a millionaire? I was like, are you? Uh, it, it, to me, it was the same as like a king in medieval times who just eats until he's. He dies of, it's like yeah. the, the height of decadence. You have both systems. 
both systems. And then on top of that, like one of those kids that got one of those toy cars that you could actually drive in. Oh God. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not fun. Uh, you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I do. Um, Lisa and the, the same vein of like being surprised. Um, Lisa got me Xbox one. Ooh, for, nice. for Christmas, And I did not expect it whatsoever because I didn't need, like we had been getting to the point of like, we're just going to save our money and not do gifts. Mm-hmm. So then that was like, it turned out she just got like such a good deal that she couldn't pass it up. And she was like, I'm sure he'll like this, which was smart. <laughs> but um, I just, well, I just had assumed like I would not get a new generation of video game system unless I got a switch at some point. But mm-hmm. um, so I was like, Oh wow. Like it was just so unexpected. <laughs> and I was like, and now I've like checked it out and figured out like they have a lot of cool stuff in there. You can get um, like free games every month through the xbox live subscription now so it's kind of cool yeah like that's something that's changed about video games too i don't think i have to physically buy video games you really don't unless you want to resell them right i could just download them all yeah i'm trying to sell my wii u right now tell me this uh not to sidetrack this too much but so i have a wii u i have five games i thought i had more but like they're all good games like um Zelda, yeah, uh, Mario Kart 8, I think Super Mario 3D World, and something else, Mario Tennis, uh, and like Rayman. But with two controllers, the system, and the five games, I tried to sell it for 150 which there were no takers. So what do you think is the right price for that? Ooh, what, what uh, avenue are you going through to sell this? So I first tried Craigslist, which maybe was a mistake. I think I'm going to try eBay or Facebook Marketplace next. I'd rather not do eBay because I just don't even want to ship it. Yeah, I would think ah, that seems like Nintendo systems hold their value. Yeah, it's... I'd like to get something for it. Yeah, do you remember what it was when you you got it? I don't remember what it retailed for. Um, It was probably between... Actually, I don't think it was as much as some other systems. It was probably like 200. Yeah, I think that's fair with the number. Those are all good games. Like those are, that's like a nice little core. Um, yeah. You know, you don't need to, but like you could get that and be satisfied for a long time with those games. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now that Christmas is getting closer, if you, if you, I don't think that's an unfair price. Okay. I might, I might try a different avenue, maybe slightly lower. Yeah. I, yeah. Come on, there's going to be like, somebody out there. Yeah, somebody wants, you know, it's one-stop shop. Come on, people. You get all the games, the controllers. Your kid will be happy. Buy it. Jesus. Um, All right. My only honorable mention is uh, I got a tweed jacket from my brother uh, a couple of years ago, maybe like three or four years ago at this point, um, when we went there for Christmas to Germany when he lived there. Mm. And I really like the jacket, and I still wear it a lot. So, And I get compliments on it, which – I'm not the type of person that gets compliments on my clothing. Yeah. So that's, that's been a good gift. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, for folks who have gotten Christmas gifts, let us know what the favorite Christmas gift that you've gotten. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Could be Hanukkah. Could be New Year's. Could be anything. Uh, let us know. Hit us up. Our Twitter feed is at Whiskey Sessions. Or you can email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. But what we got to do right now is get to your emails. So let's do it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails. And now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp. I've got an email that reads, 
Hey, Wiscos. In discussing your top five most exciting NBA players, you completely left off James Harden. How do you not love his dribbling for 20 seconds and then attempting to draw a foul on a three-pointer? Riveting. And this is from Daryl in Dallas, Texas. I, this sounds sarcastic. <laughs> Wait, I, was, I thought it was going to be Daryl Morey, but he's the <laughs> GM of the team that James Harden plays for, so it can't be that. Different Daryl, apparently. But, uh, that, but yeah, James Harden, I, this is an interesting take on James Harden because I do find him to be entertaining, especially that, that gif of him eye-rolling and walking away. <laughs> that is a good, what is that from? I don't remember like it's what the context was, eye roll. but it's a beautiful eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, plus, is the fact that he's remained so committed to that beard is impressive because I feel like that's got to get hot when you're playing it, basketball. It really is, it, and it like makes him. I don't, I have no idea what his face would even look like without it. I think if he shaved his beard, he could be he could go into blend into society seamlessly and just oh, become sure. a different person. Yeah. But yeah, he does like he does that. He has that move mastered where. Um, you'll see guys like Kobe White has started doing this when they're coming around a screen or something and somebody doesn't really make contact, but they try to sell it. They do that like full body jerk move mm-hmm. where like they just spasm like, Oh, the guy hit me. Oh God. Like that's what James Harden does all the time. And it's kind of annoying. It is kind of annoying. I think Kobe White should probably not do it as often because I'm not sure that too many rookies would get that call. He's he's got the I've I've been watching every Bulls game and I say that it's a sad <laughs> sad state of affairs. No one's making you. No, I'm doing it myself. Um, but he does it a lot and he does seem to get calls. I would agree with you that he shouldn't be, but he's I mean he's already he's pretty good. He's like one of the only people on that team that's giving me hope. Hey, if it works for him. Um, but yeah, if if. If you feel that we missed some top five NBA players, and clearly this person does, let us know. But either way, send us an email. Hit us up. Our email address is, again, whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. B-Pimp, that does it for this episode. Uh, Do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, Just go find your Sega Genesis and play them. Yes. If you can, do a side-by-side comparison with the Super Nintendo see what holds up yep. if either system works more power to you exactly yeah all right until next time this is a saying peace out bye